From three guys who never had a shot, it's the Walk on Water Boys podcast with your hosts, Addison, Austin, and Clint. On this episode, we uh, got him on the injured reserve. Yeah. Um, he's on the IR. Result from the men's college basketball national championship with the start things off. The Masters. The Masters. Yeah, we can't get uh, at uh, Austin's Jim Nance impression. I was talking about him already. I'm going to do it, man. I'm taking Tiger. Oh, man. Uh, so just because you're so hurt because your one seed got knocked out, let's start with the one where there's a bracket. Welcome into another episode of the Walk on Water Boys podcast. I am Clint, joined only tonight by Addison. If you've been keeping up with the uh, with the reports earlier in the week, uh, Austin was listed as questionable on Monday. Uh, yesterday, doubtful. We had to postpone recording to Wednesday night, and he was officially uh, listed as out earlier today so just the two of us tonight Addison just the two of us uh minus Austin and uh so so should be interesting we'll see how it goes with yeah. Austin tonight we uh got him on the injured reserve yeah um he's on the IR and yeah, the, uh the seven day yeah. seven day IR there. that's right the seven day IR we'll <laughs> see we'll see how it plays out uh, if this runs smoother than normal um, this may be a two-person podcast moving yeah, forward. Yeah, we may, we may revisit uh, it, yeah. <laughs> we'll just see what happens. <laughs> we'll revisit it. But uh, so, obviously, we're coming back from our week off. So, Addison, uh, anything big going on? Have you slapped any celebrities lately? You know, what, what's been going on? Um, you know, uh, there's there's a epidemic of slapping celebrities, apparently, Uh I uh, I was sad that we didn't get to talk about that last week. Um, that was a that was a big deal. But uh, other than that, it's been pretty quiet. Uh, we did have a lot of sports uh, information happen between uh, our last podcast and today. A um, lot of lot of exciting stuff going on. So uh, we're gonna get into some of it. Yeah, yeah. Not you know back to the slap. I obviously I didn't even know it had happened, but Austin was the little group message that we have going on. Austin texted us live from his Oscar watch party that he was having. <laughs> it's probably where he caught whatever he's got right now. Yeah. 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 And uh, so I didn't even know it was going on. Uh, but then, so I was like, well, you know, I'll check out. I was watching all the video clips he was sending. And, and then I turned, turned it on and Will Smith was accepting the, the best actor award. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, how did he not get removed? <laughs> you know what? That's that to me, that shows how great of an actor Will Smith is, is he's able to walk up on stage, absolutely just smack the piss out of <laughs> out of Chris Rock. I mean, hit him hard. Yeah. And still, uh, what, 10, 20 minutes later, he's uh, accepting the trophy, the biggest trophy of the night. 
So it's uh, pretty impressive. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, we did, uh, we did, Addison mentioned there has been a lot of sports going on since. Well, I don't know if a lot, but there has been some big uh, news in sports. We've got the result from the men's college basketball national championship to start things off. The Kansas Jayhawks knocking off the, I guess, Cinderella story, the eight-seeded North Carolina Tar Heels in a close game, 72-69. to 69. The Jayhawks winning the national championship. That is their second championship under Bill Self. And it was kind of interesting because Roy Williams, obviously in attendance, these were his last two head coaching jobs with North Carolina and with Kansas. So, Clint, did you just call North Carolina – the Cinderella team of this, this. I, I guess, I mean, you've kind of, I mean, it kind of sounds weird, <laughs> but I mean, they were an eight seed that made it to the national championship game. So get out, get out of here, Clint, get out of here with your ridiculousness. <laughs> uh, that's just insanity. Well, I would assume, I know ESPN that, you know, the app sends you all the percentage of, you know, how many people had this team advancing to this round. Uh, I've, I'm pretty sure there wasn't that high of a percentage that had North Carolina making it past the second round in the NCAA tournament this year. Uh, I mean, I'll agree with you. I didn't have them making it past the second round, I don't believe. Um, so, I mean, uh, sure, there's that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I, yeah, it's still North Carolina uh, at the end of the yeah, day. that's so. what it sounds weird. I will say this. I know, you know, I watch – way more college basketball than you do i mean that's let's let's that's that is uh, absolute (laughs) fact right there so watching north carolina i've always you know it's kind of weird to say as a clemson fan but i've always enjoyed watching north Carolina's style of basketball under roy williams a very you know high-powered offensive focused style and but you know they didn't care about playing defense really under roy williams but it was kind of interesting to watch them throughout this tournament under first-year head coach Hubert Davis, and they actually played really good defense. That game against Kansas was very entertaining on both ends of the court. A lot of talent, a lot of future NBA players uh, playing great offense, but also caring about the defensive end of the court as well. So, and I, I mean, I agree with you. I'm, I'm not a UNC fan by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I had the ability to go and watch one of their games a couple of years ago um, at their facility. Um, they were playing, I don't even remember who they were playing, um, but, uh, you know, it wasn't a big game, but I got to go watch it. Just uh, the, the atmosphere um, in that arena is really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, really just a, a great place to, to watch some basketball um, and definitely enjoyed, uh, definitely enjoyed being able to go do that. So that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm not huge into college basketball, but you know, I'll watch a little bit during, during the, the postseason. but to see, uh, to see North Carolina knock off Duke twice, uh was uh something i didn't expect to see um mm-hmm. and then for them to get to the the championship uh you know i i was frankly i was kind of pulling for duke to to do good things really case final year man um oh. you know i i like to i like a nice wrap up to a story uh, if mm-hmm. you're going to transition it into a movie you got to have that that winning season to wrap it up uh unfortunately for him uh <laughs> that movie's not going to end the way he wanted it to 
Yeah. But uh, but no, I, I was impressed by North Carolina picking up the two wins over Duke, even though Duke was kind of down this season. Um, but no, Kansas, again, powerhouse as they always are. Not super surprising that they came up with the win. Yeah, I, we didn't even – I forgot to touch on that. You know, Coach K ending his career, not only we touched on it a couple episodes ago about him ending his – his last game as head coach of the Duke Blue Devils, his last home game, uh, being a loss to rival North Carolina. And then now <laughs> he gets knocked down in the final four, his last game as head coach to the same uh, North Carolina Tar Heel team. So it was uh, probably not the way he wanted to go out. I can. No, I'm, I'm going to say that's, that. probably, that's probably the worst possible way for him to end his career. <laughs> yeah. So that brings us to the uh, – well, obviously we can talk about, you know, we had our group uh, that we did on – you know, there was like 16 of us in the ESPN tournament challenge group that we had. None of us won. Uh, <laughs> but Austin, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Clint, I stopped watching it after the first round. <laughs> I was on night one. I think, if I remember correctly, I lost one game on day one. I lost one game. I was way out front after the first round completed on day two. And then everything fell apart. Arizona lost. Every, <laughs> all the chaos started happening. Uh, Austin was actually at the bottom pretty much the entire time, but because – he was one of the two people that had Kansas winning it all in the in the group. He ended up jumping up. I think he finished second. Um, so he was the highest finisher out of us. Um, but none of us won. But we do have the results for our bracket draft that we did. Uh, because of Kansas winning the national champion national championship, and they were I, I drafted them with my first pick. The the score wasn't that close uh, because of them getting the final four win and the national championship. I ended with a total of 727 points to win it. Uh, Alston came in second with a total of 350 and then Addison finished in last with a total of 300 points. Yeah. I mean, without Kansas, it's, it's actually a little bit of a battle, but uh, yeah, you having Kansas uh, blew us all out the water. Gonzaga. Yeah. Uh, destroyed oh, yeah. my chances. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yep, yep. And so now we're going to go over to, and I and this is kind of disappointing. It's got to be disappointing for Austin because I know he was really looking forward to the discussion on our next topic. This weekend, another big weekend in sports, we've got the Masters coming up, uh, actually starting things off tomorrow, the first oh, round. Man. The Masters. The Masters. Yep. We can't get uh, at uh, Austin's Jim Nance impression that he's been working on. But uh, big news Tiger Woods will play. Phil Mickelson not playing. Uh, so, but I think uh, I think it's a wide open field this year, feels like. Uh, so, it should be a very entertaining uh, edition of the, the Masters this year in Augusta. Absolutely. I mean, the Masters is always you know just a great tournament every single year um i'm excited that we're back to a normal schedule uh we're actually you know we're not we're off of the covid protocols we're actually having some some actual masters um so it's going to be good uh i'm excited to see tiger come back mm -hmm. um yeah you know <laughs> i think he's at 
40 to one odds, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 60 to one when he first said he was going to come back. Uh, he's bumped it up a little bit. He's at like 40 to one odds, but excited to see him come back regardless of how well he does at least hope that he makes the cut. Um, yeah. Cause love to yeah. see, love to see him make the cut and be able to wear the red shirt on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, don't know if he'll, if he'll be able to pull out a win, but um it would be a great story if he was able to. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he'll hopefully he'll make the cut. They'll they'll make things and maybe, you know, maybe be not I mean, not say that I'm I'm pulling for him to win, but if he can be competitive and maybe be in the mix, be in the hunt there on Sunday, they'll definitely make for uh entertaining uh final day at the Masters. Yeah, well, I'd love to just uh, he he's been so good for mm-hmm. decades now of mm-hmm. driving new people to the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is important. It's, it's important for golf because golf is one of those sports that you know, unless you grew up with it, typically you're not you're not into it. Yeah, uh, the Masters is really an opportunity where people who don't really follow golf and don't really pay any attention, you know, they'll they'll watch a little bit of the Masters. They'll know what's going on. Uh, they probably are going to know who wins. So having him back and uh, hopefully he's going to be a benefit for the sport. Like I said, definitely want to see him make the cut. Um, the long odds on him picking up a victory and getting another green jacket, but I uh, still think that uh, he's got a chance to do okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And so what we're going to do, uh, we love our drafts on this podcast. We, we do. Love, we, we are draft heavy, my we friend. We love our – we're looking forward to the NFL draft, which is coming up at the late the, – mm-hmm. I believe it's the end of this month. Uh, the NFL draft. So it's right around the corner, uh, but we love our drafts here on the podcast. We love our brackets uh, going forward. You'll see a lot of that. You know, we'll, we'll use drafts and brackets for a lot of different things going forward. So for the masters, we're going to have a three player draft. Now, Austin is not here, obviously. So the way this is going to work, Addison, we're going to let you draft first. I will draft second. And because Austin's not here, he obviously gets, you know, he'll go third, but it is a snake draft. Like we always say, snake it up. Snake uh, it up. Snake it up. So we'll do the snake draft. Austin has provided me his top 10 uh, players uh, for this weekend in the master's field. So Addison, we'll go ahead and let you make your first pick uh, for your three-player draft for the masters. Man, I don't like being first. Because <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know, man. I I feel like I should go with the favorite, but uh, no, nah, I'm not going to. Uh, I got to go back to to DJ. Oh, got to pick okay. Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson, okay. Um, obviously huge Dustin Johnson fan. He and I yep. went to Coastal Carolina at the same time, so mm-hmm. uh, big fan of his, uh, and he's always always a exciting player. So uh, I'm gonna pick DJ for for my first one. Now is he is he one of our uh, subscribers to the podcast oh i'm sure he's he he a big every fan week. of yours just as oh, much I'm, as you are a fan of his he's a fan it of is a podcast. mutual respect situation <laughs> clint um i'm very confident he listens every week shout out to dj for uh supporting the podcast <laughs> all right so you go with dustin johnson so hmm that kind of makes wasn't expecting that i was saving him maybe for my last pick Mm, yeah I I figured somebody was going to take him so I had to get him off there yeah so I'm going to go with I think I'm gonna go with Cameron Smith 
quality pick. Yep, Cameron Smith. Been playing really good this year. Uh, he has, so far this year, he's got wins at the Tournament of Champions and the Players' Championship. So, uh, been playing good so far this year. So, hopefully, hopefully he can be in the mix there come Sunday. All right, so now that gives Austin. Austin's kind of sit pretty because you went a little bit further down, the, not too far with Dustin Johnson, but you went down a little bit further down the list. And, you know, I, I went – I didn't go right there at the top, but somebody that's, you know, one of the favorites going into the weekend with Cameron Smith. So this give, this sets up Austin perfectly to take Justin Thomas with his first pick in the uh, three-player draft. And then he will, with his second pick, he will take John Robb. So maybe taking the two favorites. Those are definitely the the top two, uh, at least for when you're looking at the betting odds, yes. they're one and two, which I'm sure is exactly what he did was pick the top 10 people in the betting pool um, because that's how Austin does. He, 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 maybe he did. Maybe he that's did. That's exactly what he did. did. <laughs> but we'll let him have it. We'll let him have it. So the uh, So that gives me my second pick. And I'm still not going to go right there at the top. I'm going to go a little bit further down the, you know, the, the favorites list. And I'm going to go with Roy McElroy as my great, second pick. That's a great pick. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. That was my number two. Nice. Um, nice. I, was, I was also going to take Rory. Um, I think he's, he's got a good shot. Obviously, he's got a history of playing uh, a mixed bag at the Masters, but having mm-hmm. some, good, some good rounds. Um, but no, a good pick. Um, so, so my number two, I'm going between two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I'm not really, I don't know. I don't know, Clint, I'm, I'm at odds here. (laughs) Um, I think I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth. Ah, that was, oh man, I thought I was going to be able to get him with my third. No, I, I think he's, you know, I, Again, history at, at playing at playing the Masters in Augusta. He's uh, he's definitely, I think, got a good shot at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think he'll pull a top five. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'll take him for for my number two. Okay, so you've got so who do you have? You've got Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth right yep. now on your roster. Who is going to take that final spot? I'm I'm gonna. I was talking about him already. I'm going to do it, man. I'm taking Tiger. Oh, man. I'm taking Tiger. Tiger I'm taking Tiger. And here's the thing. There's, you know, there's a chance he doesn't even make the cut. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think he's got a lot going for him right now. He's, I think he's excited to be back at the Masters. I think this is a, a chance for him to, you know, take everything that's happened over the past year, couple years and, and really be able to focus it into having having a good match and being able to play some good golf. Um, and I mean, I you know, frankly, I think he he's going to be the the crowd favorite. Whether he's the favorite for odds, obviously he's not. But um, I think he's going to be the crowd favorite. Everybody wants wants Tiger to do well. Um, so I'm taking him for my third. That's a that's a big name roster you got there with those, it is. With those three Dustin it Johnson. Is. Uh, Jordan Spieth and Tiger Woods. That's a stacked roster. Uh, so for my final pick, I, I'm not a Brooks Kepka fan. It kind of it would make sense to go with him here, but I just I don't know, just not a fan of his. Uh, 
And so I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the number one player in the world right now, Scotty Scheffler. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, Solid so, pick. Yeah. Yeah. Number um, one player in the world. I feel like I should go ahead and take him. He's yeah. There yeah he's somebody needs to take him. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kepka yeah. was, uh, was, I was going to take Tiger for a third, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, um, I would have gone him if he was there. Yeah. So yeah. I was going to take Tiger for sure for third. My second, you know, picking Speeth, that was a close one between him and uh, Kepka. I, I went back and forth on it, but I, I think I like Jordan Speeth better as a person. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's why I went with him. Yeah. Yeah. So that gives me a roster of Cameron Smith, Roy McElroy, and Scotty Scheffler, which leaves Austin. Let's see. So he's got Justin Thomas and John Rom, and he is going to round out his roster with Patrick Cantley. Patrick Cantley, who right now, I believe, if I'm looking at this right. Hmm, he's pretty far. Yeah, there he is. So Cantley is right now, I believe, according to CBS, he's the 13th. He's right, 13th as the favorite. Uh, going into the Masters this week, he's at uh, he's at twenty to one odds, yeah. uh, which is that's the same as Kepka and Spieth. Yeah. So um, so his best finish at the Masters, Cantley, was he tied for ninth back in twenty nineteen. So yeah, I don't think I don't think that one's going to flesh out for Austin too well. I don't think that one's going to be as good. I say that, and he's going to turn around and win the dang thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I I I Austin got the top two. Um, but uh, I think that you and I both have pretty well-rounded, uh, pretty yeah, you well-rounded. Got the, you you got there. the sneaky one there with Tiger Woods because yeah, you know, yeah, the obviously the, if he plays up to his potential, you know he's going to be uh, right if he there plays to Sunday, his so. potential, he'll win it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, but you know, I don't know. I I that's that's more of a pick with my heart kind of thing. I want to yeah. see him do well, so uh, maybe those positive vibes will help take him through. I'm sure he's also a listener. Um, oh yeah, so I'm, I'm, sure he positive I'm sure he's vibes. had so much time here in the off season to, to listen. Yeah. What else is he, he probably doing? has the AirPods in while he's at on the course practicing? So listen listening to the, the Walk on Water Boys <laughs> podcast <laughs> during the practice that's right. round. That's, that's right. right. So that completes our Masters three player draft. And obvious, if you know golf, the lowest total score is going to win with our three players combined. So hopefully, all of our players make the cut, and that way we'll have an entertaining weekend amongst the the three of us to see who can get the win. If we have a non-cut player, uh, what is going to be the score assigned to them? Whatever their score is, it'll probably end up being like plus something. No, I mean, what's going to be there? Because you're doing a a cumulative, right, for the entire weekend? Yep. So, like, are we – what's going to be their cumulative score? We just take the last person. Yeah, it'll be the last. It'll be their last, whatever their final score is. So, if you've got – Say Tiger finishes his tournament, no matter what day, at plus two. Jordan Spieth is minus one. And who's your other guy? Who's the other person? Jordan, uh, uh, no. Dustin me? Johnson is yeah, minus John. six. Then just do whatever that math comes out to be. What is that? Minus six plus two. You finish with a minus four. Oh, okay. All right. Over, cool. Overall. So. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. Yep. So. So, all right. So that, like I said, that wraps up the Masters three-player draft. Looking forward that to that this weekend. We probably could have had, you know, hate that Austin missed this episode. I know he was looking forward to this this week uh, to discuss the Masters. 
So now we're going to move over to, to, to wrap up this episode. Addison, I think we're killing it so far. What do you think? I think we're doing, a, I, yeah, I, mean, I think we're doing a great is, job here. This is the smoothest episode we've ever done. I, I believe uh, not so. only, not only for the walk on water boys podcast, but uh, the hundreds of other podcasts that we've done through the years, including your Chinese water torture, um, water torture. Anyway, that's not right. <laughs> that is definitely not right. <laughs> uh no this is this has been the smoothest podcast we've ever done so um yep uh get ready to change that logo (laughs) yeah so now we're getting into the tv series bracket off air so off air tv series the bracket we are into the second round i'll be honest with you addison and we'll get into it when we get to the voting still a little still a little hurt about the friends getting knocked out uh in the first round but let's move on into the second round. Addison, I guess we'll let Austin. I have so Austin, obviously not here. Uh, he sent me his votes for these matchups. Addison has not seen his votes. I have seen them, but we're just going to save his votes as the deciding vote, just so I'm not having to look back and forth between my five. That's fair. <laughs> so, um, well, so, why don't you go first then, sir? Okay, so we will start. Where do you want to start, Aston? Go ahead and pick the region. Uh, well, let me just remind the listeners of our matchup. So in the Gabagool region, we've got one seed, the Sopranos, taking on three seed, Deadwood. Over in the POTUS region, we've got one seed, West Wing, taking on two-seeded Game of Thrones. In the That's What She Said region, we've got one seed, The Office, taking on two-seeded Seinfeld. In the the one where there's a bracket region, we've got four seated Veep taking on two seated Breaking Bad. Uh, so just because you're so hurt because your one seed got knocked out, let's start with the one where there's a bracket. The one region. where there's a bracket. All right. So yeah. So like I said, still hurt by the friends getting knocked out the first episode. As you know, I said on the last episode during uh, voting that. I have been watching Veep. I am into the fifth, I want to say I'm somewhere in the fifth season. I can't remember where I am in the fifth season. Really enjoyed the first season. Second and third season, my opinion, the dialogue kind of got old. You know, it kind of got old. You know, you can only use the F word so many ways. <laughs> and they were, they were very, they were very, they tried, I, they tried to set the record, I think, for how many F words they could use in dialogue. I'll, uh, as, <laughs> I'll tell you this, uh, because I'm a Boondock Saints fan, I'm going to disagree with that statement. <laughs> well, this was out before Boondock Saints, correct? This, this started before, this started before that? No, no, Boondock Saints. No, no, Never mind. Saints, I was no. thinking, you had, uh, I had the, uh, man, what's the name of the show that that guy from Eastbound and Down is on right now? What's that show? The new one. Oh, you're talking about the uh, Righteous Gemstones. The Righteous Gemstones. I don't know. That's where my mind went to. But anyways. Um, um, by the way, Righteous Gemstones, once they're done, all up in this bracket. Just saying. <laughs> so so right now, so Veep, the second and third seed got kind of, you know, the dialogue to me got a little bit stale. I like the, old, the overall um when you know the overall show as what it's about you know it's kind of like comedy version of you know politics and the white house so i do enjoy that it picks back up for me in the fourth and fifth season um but it's still nowhere close to competing with friends in my opinion 
So <laughs> nowhere close. But anyways, Veep taking on Breaking Bad. Kind of hinted at it. I'm going to go with Breaking Bad here. Uh, so uh, Veep, it does have some lulls. Um, I think overall it's a strong show uh, from start to finish for me. But it does have some lulls in there uh, on a couple of the seasons, specifically two and three. I agree with you. A little bit of a lull. Um, Breaking Bad was one of those shows, well, and Veep actually was too. I didn't watch in its original run. I went back and started watching it. Um, both of them were very engaging. And you know, I did the binging thing where I sat down and watched a, a bunch of episodes. But I'll tell you, Breaking Bad was one where I sat down and I couldn't stop watching. Um, I mean, I would literally sit there, uh, get off work, get home, get everything done. It'd be, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night. I'd start watching and I'd look down at my watch and it'd be three o'clock in the morning. Uh, you just couldn't mm. turn away from it. Wow. Breaking Bad is just a tremendous show. Um, and while I love Veep uh, for all the same reasons you brought up, um, I, I do think Breaking Bad takes uh, takes the cake on it. Obviously, with that vote, that advances Breaking Bad into the Final Four, uh, winning the the one where there's a bracket region. Now, this is where it gets a little confusing because, obviously, I have Austin's votes. If you remember on the last podcast, Austin said, if Friends would have been up against Breaking Bad or Sons of Anarchy, he would have voted Friends. Mm. So that automatically makes you think in this scenario, he's going to vote Veep because he voted Veep over Friends, but, but he did not. He voted Breaking Bad over Veep. So you know, he's having some fever dreams right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's part of the issue. So I almost want to just blow up this region and say, okay, it let's start over again, because I feel like now Austin would have voted for Friends which I would have voted for Friends over Breaking Bad, and so would have Alston. So Friends should be in the Final Four. But yeah, I, I wouldn't have. I still would have voted for Breaking Bad. Yeah, you still would have voted for Breaking Bad. So Friends should be in the Final I'm all confused by Alston's voted on this. This is so confusing. But anyways, we both, for this matchup, uh, Breaking Bad gets the win 3-0 to zero over Veep. Addison, where do you want to go to next? Um, let's see. I'm going to try to save the uh, biggest rivalry for last. Let's go up there to the, uh, the POTUS region. The POTUS region. So that gives us the one seed West Wing taking on the two seeded Game of Thrones. Now, this is interesting because Game of Thrones just dominated the entertainment world while it was on for six seasons or how many ever seasons it was on. But then you had that disappointing in a lot of people's minds the way they wrapped up the show lackluster yeah definitely like i said you know it i didn't mind the story of how they wrapped up the show is just the speed in which they wrapped it up uh they could have made that and probably to two more seasons two more of oh, their normal easily. seasons easily. um definitely rushed and it definitely took a hit in my opinion if they would have gone the same speed as they had done in the previous seasons, I may have given Game of Thrones the edge. But to me, the West Wing, I can't point out a season where they disappointed me. So I'm going to go with the West Wing 
uh, here over Game of Thrones. So, I mean, great points. Um, Game of Thrones, obviously. I mean, I <coughs> excuse me. I was a huge Game of Thrones fan. I, I really enjoyed it while it was on. That was one show that I did watch during the original run. Um, and I mean, I'm telling you, every Sunday night when it was going to come on, I was chomping at the bit and ready to see it. Great mm-hmm. show. Um, yeah, I, I agree, though. I, the lackluster final season and a half mm-hmm. um, definitely, you know, sped up over overly necessary speeding up of the storyline. Um, some things that I think could have definitely been done better. They also, I mean, once they ran out of source material, because, uh, you know, the final books hadn't been completed or still mm-hmm. hadn't been completed at this point. Yeah. Um, when they ran out of source material, I think that uh, it kind of, it put them in a bind. Um, so it kind of, you know, where do you go from there? Um, so not not so much the showrunner's fault as it is, um, <laughs> you greenlit a show that, you know, didn't have a conclusion. So, mm. you know, how do you, how do you do that? Yeah. Um, but I mean, great show. Uh, obviously it, it blew home improvement out of the water in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to be able to vote for it, but you can't beat the West wing, man. Um, one of the greatest shows of all time, uh, just absolutely great, uh, from start to finish. Like you said, I, I can't think of a single season. Frankly, I can't think of a single episode that I wasn't fully engaged in and just loved. And Um, that's interesting you point that out because you have to think about this too. So Game of Thrones is that HBO 10 episode type series. mm -hmm. The West Wing is not. The West Wing is on NBC and you've got, what, 18 to 24, somewhere in there, episodes in a season. Mm-hmm. And so, so the commitment is a lot more uh, from a fan uh, than the Game of Thrones. It is. It is. And I but I mean, like I said, I, I think back on it. I can't think of a single episode that just wasn't absolutely great. I mean, the writing, obviously, uh, just flawless. Uh, so, yeah, West Wing gets it for me. OK, so that moves the West Wing into the final four to take on Breaking Bad. Austin's vote will not count but he voted for game of thrones uh so interesting maybe uh next week uh hopefully he returns and we maybe can get a little bit of uh his thought process into the game of thrones over if we allow him to return if we allow him to return over (laughs) over, uh, his his vote of game of thrones over the west wing all right so that leaves us with two more regions that leaves, leaves us with the Gabagool region and the That's What She Said region. Addison, where do you want to go to next? Uh, let's go Gabagool. Gabagool. So that brings us to the number one seed, Sopranos, taking on the three seed in the region, Deadwood, both HBO series. Now, I said it on the last episode, Sopranos, and, and I, I don't want to give anything away here. I'm trying not to give anything away because it depends on the matchup. But the Sopranos, to me, if I'm thinking my top show of all time, Sopranos is typically the first one that comes to mind. I mean, just an amazing show, start to finish. Uh, Tony Soprano, one of, if not the greatest series character in history of television, in my opinion. And just, just an amazing show. I'm going to go with the Sopranos easily over Deadwood. 
that's fair. How did you feel about uh, the many saints of Newark? I liked it. I liked it a little bit slow getting started, um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good too. I think that they could have been, they could have gone a bunch of different directions and you're not going to make everybody happy with that show. Um, but, uh, I was, I was very happy with, with how they did the somewhat of a prequel, I guess, to, to the series, I think was, was well done. Yeah. Um, yeah overall, I think it was good. A little, like I said, a little, maybe a little bit slow getting going, but it, but I enjoyed it. it. It was good. So, so this is a hard one for me. Did you watch all of Deadwood? Yes. Yes. So this is a hard one for me. Um, I, so I love period pieces. We've talked about this before mm-hmm. on the podcast. I haven't I'm, watched the last kingdom yet though. Have you? I have not. <laughs> I have not. Uh, I will at some point, but I have not. Um, but I mean, I, I love period pieces in general. Um, Timothy Oliphant is a tremendous actor, mm-hmm. um, and really loved him as the, the lead role in that, that series. Um, also yeah. Timothy Oliphant, uh, also on the Mandalorian. Another show we've talked about. Now, this is a little bit off topic here, but I got to ask this question because I've been I've been debating what show I'm going to start next. That you know is no no longer on the air. Did you watch Justified? Um, So I watched the first probably three episodes of Justified years and years ago, Mm -hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed it because Mm -hmm. that also has and I can't remember the gentleman's name, but uh, the guy that usually works with. Oh hell! I know I you're talking about. I know you're talking about. But I can't think of his name either. But yeah, I, yeah, I know the other so, guy. So uh, I, I can't remember his name, but he's a tremendous actor. I, and he was played the kind of the antagonist in that mm-hmm. series. Um, so love both of those actors. So yeah, I that's one that I do want to go back and watch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but no, I man, Deadwood was such a good show. Again, a period piece. I think it was well done. Um, I think that, you know, they tied in a lot of real historical facts that uh, made it uh, even better than it would have been. That's, and I appreciate a, a historically, uh, not necessarily a historically accurate show, period piece, but a show that's willing to tie in real mm-hmm. events and, you know, things that happen because that's, yeah. you know, I, being a, a history guy and, you know, enjoying that kind of thing. So um, no, I, I love Deadwood. I... <sighs> If Deadwood was up against any other show on this bracket, they would easily go through. Hmm. But they're going up against The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I agree with you. The Sopranos is an absolutely great show. Um, I've gone back and watched the entire series multiple times, and mm-hmm. it's better every single time I watch it. Um, just a, a great show. Uh, you are right. That is one of Tony Soprano is one of, if not the greatest character mm-hmm. from a show of all time. Oh yeah. Uh, just, I mean, there was, uh, you know, that, oh man. Um, just the depth of the character, mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, you really got to see the growth of the character. Um, and then the ending being of the show being what it was, where kind of, it's a, it's a write your own ending. You know yep. what, what happens? Um, yep. I, uh, I I did. I love The Sopranos. I think that, um, again, Deadwood goes against anybody else, and it's an easy win, but you can't top The Sopranos. All right, so Sopranos moves on into the Final Four, winning their region, the Gabagool region. Austin also voted for The Sopranos, so The Sopranos so far has not uh, 
their opponent has not received a single vote against them yet. Uh, to be so fair, far. the first round was against Coach. Hey, so. hey. <laughs> Coach hey, was a good show, hey, but it was I one of the sixteen. Show, it was one of the sixteen shows we put in. It deserved to be time. there, Edison. I don't know. I don't think it should have been in this bracket. <laughs> uh, all right, so the Sopranos moves into the final four. So that brings us into the final region. The that's what she said region. We've got the office taking on Seinfeld. And the way I kind of look at this is kind of a generational, you want to say maybe type like Seinfeld was, was huge for that generation. And to me, the office was kind of the same way. Uh, it was huge. It started that uh, I, you probably know the term, but you know, the term where it wasn't the, where you had the audience, the live audience watching the show. Uh, you know, it kind of got that rolling. You know, you saw a lot of shows the, after that. like the mockumentary, yeah. Style. It, you, yeah. you had a lot of shows after that start with Parks and Recreation, Modern Family. Uh, you know, a lot of shows that that kind of copied that style and were popular as well. But The Office, The Office is just I, Seinfeld is great. Seinfeld is great, show about nothing, but The Office to me. I'm going back to one of the greatest characters in the history of television is Michael Scott. I mean, just amazing. Steve Carell was awesome in that role. And obviously you've got, you know, for the, the love story, you've got Jim and Pam, you've got the great side characters with, you know, with Stanley and Kevin and Oscar, you got great side characters and then Dwight is just amazing. Um, Best character in the show is Dwight. <laughs> Dwight was awesome. Uh, so I just, as good as the, the complete cast of Seinfeld was, it just I, I got to give it to the office on this one. Uh, so, I mean, I agree with you about, uh, about Steve Carell. I don't think, <clears throat> I don't think anybody else could have done that character like he did. Um, just, you know, he's perfect, absolutely perfect casting for that role. Um, and I mean, again, the casting for that show in general was just a great casting. Everything, you know, just hit perfectly. Uh, John Krasinski was great. Um, everybody, uh, was really good in that. Um, Rain Wilson, I'm a huge fan of, obviously, Mm -hmm. like I said, I think his character of Dwight was probably the best character in the show um i it was a great show and you're right i think it is more of a generational thing mm-hmm. um the biggest hiccup i have with seinfeld is uh a lot of the jokes that were made in seinfeld while hilarious um don't play so well today if you go that's back a lot and of watch, shows that's a lot of shows from that it is it's a lot of show <laughs> but you go back and watch some of those earlier seinfeld yeah. episodes and there's some jokes they make that poke fun at some people and i don't know i i'm not gonna say i don't know if they get away with the day i guarantee they must because it's still on it's still on they still show reruns on well they would (laughs) they they would they would be canceled Uh, (laughs) now it's uh you know oh it was in the 90s everything's fine yeah Uh, i don't know seinfeld i think the the only thing that you know makes this harder than it would be is once steve carell left the office while still a great show um and both of these series are series that i've gone back and watched multiple times 
Um, and, you know, if I'm at the house and trying to do something and just want something on in the background, typically I'm throwing on either the office or Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that the difference for me is those last couple seasons without Steve Carell, even though they ended the series uh, great with bringing him back for the final show and all that. Um, it, it did go a little downhill after he left. Um, when Seinfeld went off the air, Seinfeld was the number one show on television. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld was the number one show on television from like its third season all the way through the end yeah. of their run, um, which that that's something that especially nowadays you don't have. Yeah. Shows shows nowadays they don't leave uh, as the top show on TV. They leave after they've already squeezed all the juice mm-hmm. out of that they can. Yeah. Um, so that was you know that's a that's an interesting fact to throw in there as well. Um, I mean I love Larry David and you know he and Jerry Seinfeld being you know co-writers on that and uh, the George character basically being Larry David to me was mm-hmm. funny. Um, if uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm wasn't still on TV, it would be on here. Yes, that's exactly right. We almost put it in here thinking that it was over. <laughs> right, but it's, they took a little going. hiatus, but they're back. Yeah, yeah, um, and the last, the last season that I just watched, uh, they did just finished airing here recently. Yeah. Um, still as good as it was from day one. Yeah, I um, would easily slide that show in over Veep or Home Improvement or Coach. Yeah, there's, slide, there's a number. Yeah, yeah, there's a number of... of shows on this bracket that uh Kirby enthusiasm would oh, yeah. beat out yep. um but no i mean i i love the office i do um and i think it's a lot more current than seinfeld is but man like i said seinfeld went out on top i got a vote for seinfeld all right so we've got a one-to-one vote going here we've got the office with a vote seinfeld with a vote austin gets to be the tiebreaker and his vote is for The Office. The Office gets yeah. Austin's vote, which moves The Office into the final four, which to me sets up a very, very difficult uh, final four with The Sopranos going up against The Office. And then obviously on the other side, we've got The West Wing going up against Breaking Bad. Maybe some tv nerd information here for you uh the sopranos and hbo series the west wing and nbc series drama breaking bad on amc and then the one sitcom that makes it to the final four uh nbc's the office so it should make for a very interesting final four we are definitely looking forward to voting on those two matchups next week and hopefully austin can join us then addison before we get out of here anything you want to leave our listeners with before we head out for the week uh no i think uh next week's uh tv bracket's gonna be great uh you got some really good conversation that's gonna have to be had on these <coughs> excuse me i love the fact that we ended up with uh of the final four three separate uh tv networks um that makes me happy i'm glad it didn't end up being all one network because that would have been uh i don't know that kind of would have been crappy i think Mm -hmm. so the fact we got some variety of networks in the final four i'm excited about it uh definitely some good conversation going to be had 
Um, and you know, I think that uh, it's going to be a good episode next week. So make sure that you uh, you make it. Uh, hopefully, Austin will make it as well. We'll see, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm excited about it. A great episode, Clint. Um, I uh, I don't know. We need to maybe reevaluate Austin's contract and <laughs> see uh, see if we could do anything about putting him on waivers. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we did okay. I think we did okay. And like Aston said, we're looking forward to next week's episode. Got the uh, got the final four for our TV series bracket. We'll discuss the Masters, our three player draft. And maybe some other shows we're checking out. Maybe Moon Knight, the show just getting rolling, uh, rolling on Disney Plus. Uh, so for Addison, I am Clint, and we will see you next week. The Walk on Water Boys podcast is presented by the Palmetto Amateur Gaming Association. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Walk on Water Boys. Oh boy, I'm about, I'm about passed out right for a second.